For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Monday to you. Welcome into a new week as well. Hope it's starting off well for you, even though it's going to be a little bit chilly this morning, and that's okay. You're used to it, right? Not like those Iowa voters who got to get out there in 40 degree below wind chill factors. Listen, they let me just put it out there. They've been making a big deal about this all weekend, about how it's the coldest Iowa caucus on record. But you know what they're not telling you? It's not the coldest Iowa day on record. They have days like this all the time out there. Not, I mean, not all the time. But they certainly have their share of frigid days with 40 degree below wind chills. It's Iowa. So just because they haven't had a caucus day like this doesn't mean that they haven't had a day like this. So, and don't tell me that the municipalities, the state, haven't been working extra hard to make sure the roads are clear and the heat's working and all of the polling places, or actually, no, it's a caucus. So, but, you know, they've, they've got everything together. They know what they're doing. It's just been a lot of kind of manufactured drama to make people more interested in this than they normally would be because it looks like it will be a runaway victory for Donald Trump in Iowa. But that's not the important part of, of this. It's seeing what happens in the second and third spots and seeing who continues on to New Hampshire from there and kind of what, how that plays out going forward. So it's, it'll still be interesting. It'll still be worth keeping an eye on. Here locally, we had a surprise bit of good news over the weekend. So if you remember, it was just a few weeks ago on December 20th that we reported to you that a New Bedford business that had been around for a century that was about to celebrate 100 years in business, Borassa Hardware, on a cushioned avenue in the north end of the city, was going out of business after 100 years. The siblings who 
who are running the store, Jerry Barassa and Therese Barassa Bernier, they had decided to retire, and there was no next generation of the Barassa family that wanted to take over the store. And so they had decided to just close up shop. They were going to have a going out of business sale this past weekend. And then Teresa told me that after that, they were going to have, you know, a little bit more work for her and her brother to do in terms of cleaning out the store and all of that. But that, you know, the store would have closed over this weekend and that would have been the end. I woke up Saturday morning. I didn't sleep in as late as I usually do. I didn't stay up as late as I usually do the night before. Woke up, I don't know, 9, 9.30. Well, actually, I should say got out of bed, 9 or 9.30. I was uh, reading in bed when I woke up. Checked my phone. And there was a voicemail from Therese. And so I played it and she said, you know, wanted to let you know that Barassa Hardware will continue on. It's been sold. And I thought that was surprising because she had said they weren't looking to sell. They were looking to close because they didn't they didn't trust that somebody else was going to come in and, and, and keep the Barassa name going and, and keep that level of service to the neighborhood going. So they weren't, I mean, I figured they were probably going to sell off the inventory to somebody, but they weren't looking to sell the store. Well, I called her back and got all the information. And it turns out that the new owner was already in the store running things. And he had been in there for a few days already. So I went down and I spoke to him. His name is Manny Andrade. He is the owner of the Rivet Street Hardware down in the South End. He had purchased that a couple of years ago. And by all accounts, has been doing a fantastic job over there with Rivet Street. And he, in a moment of kind of serendipity, walked into Borassa on the advice of someone who told them, hey, the store is closing. You might want to go over there and see if they have anything you want to buy for your store. And, uh, and I went over and I spoke to Manny Saturday. He told me kind of how this all came about. And he said he went in there looking for the key cutting machine. That he has the same key cutting machine. And he figured he would offer to buy the Barassa machine just to have a backup, just to have a spare. Anybody that's ever gone to have a key cut, you know that those machines are, you know, these these grinder type machines with a belt. I'm sure there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So it's probably worth having a spare if they're just going to have to get rid of it anyway. It's worth going down there and getting it and keeping it in the back room or maybe maybe running two. Less time for people to wait, but then you've, you've, uh, blah, blah, blah. you've always at least got one that could be working. So it made sense. So he went down there to talk to, her, to Teresa about purchasing that machine and he said that once he heard her talking about how much she would miss the people, he said he really felt that because in his time running River Street Hardware, he gets it. A neighborhood hardware store serving the community, 
customers becoming like family, working with your family. His son and his daughter work with him. So he got it and he understood it. And he told me, he said, so I, I just said to her, I was like, Therese, would you like me to continue running the store? And so he took over before, according to Therese, like all the paperwork isn't even finished yet. This, this literally just happened days ago. And they were just operating on trust right now that the lawyers will be able to get everything finalized. But you went from 100 years of the Barassa family running that store to now the Andrade family is going to be running that store. And Manny said he hopes it's another 100 years. And he's keeping the name, the phone number, everything's going to stay the same, he said, except for the face behind the counter. But everything will be the same, including the level of service, the dedication to the community, and the Barassa name. How often in today's day and age, in 2024, do we have a story that ends like this? It was a bittersweet ending for the hardware store prior to all of this because, yes, it's sad that they're closing after 100 years, but it was the owner's decision. It wasn't that they were forced to go out of business. It wasn't that some big box store moved in two blocks down the road and, and pushed them out of business. It wasn't that the product that they carry became obsolete. It was just a matter of it was time and there was no next generation and they weren't comfortable just selling to anybody and Teresa even told me she, she gave me a quote that I thought really mattered let me just find that for you in the story I wouldn't want to sell to someone that's never been in the hardware business people have this romanticized idea of what it's like but they don't see the work and the stress. But he came in and got right to work right away. He's not a lazy man by any means. And that mattered to the Barassas. It mattered to them that they were going to have somebody that wasn't just there to, to add another store into their profile. That, that wasn't just looking for another branch of what they already have. But instead was looking to continue the level of service and commitment to that neighborhood that they've been giving for a century. And you don't get those kind of stories anymore. What a great tale to be able to tell. And it certainly seems to be resonating with people. A lot of folks commenting on the story on social media, either wishing Manny Andrade and his family the best of luck going forward or you know, saying that they're already customers of Rivet Street Hardware and now they'll be customers of Barassa Hardware as well. It's so hard to find any business where people have the love, the knowledge, the commitment to service that you find in stores like this. I don't know about you, when I was growing up, the hardware store was key because that's where you went to try to save yourself from having to call the plumber, the electrician, a carpenter, whoever it might be. 
That's where you went in and said, hey, here's what's going on. And the person behind the counter would say, well, here's what you can get and here's how you want to do it. Or they would be that person that could talk you out of trying to do something yourself. The person who would say, hey, wait a minute. That's a little bit more complicated than you think that it is. And if it wasn't the person behind the counter that knew, there was always two or three other people in the store that would hear your conversation and would come on over and jump in. And if you needed to pay someone else who was more knowledgeable to do the work, you probably found somebody standing in the store that, that knew how to do it. So instead of having to open up the phone book and take a chance and call somebody that you were unfamiliar with, you had the chance to talk to this person one-on-one -on -one and say, okay, uh, why don't you come out and take a look at it? But really, I went to the hardware store with my grandfather so many times growing up as a kid where we didn't buy anything. Or if we did buy something, it was, you know, we went in there for a couple of nails, but yet spent an hour in there having a conversation. Okay, there's a gentleman walking by the window right now who, um, he's wearing a headlamp, which is a good idea when you're walking around in the dark. He has, it looks like he has a backpack on. Looks like he's out taking a walk, but uh, he is not wearing any shoes. And it's like 24 degrees out. So, sir, I don't know if you can hear me. Don't know if you have a radio on, but if you need some shoes, come on back. We'll get you a pair. It looked like that was intentional, but he could be earthing. But I don't know that I'd be earthing when it's 24 degrees out walking on cold concrete. Anyway, if you need shoes, come on back. I will, uh, I'll lend you mine, at least for the time being. Although I have big feet, so I don't know if it'll, it'll work for you. Anyway, the hardware store was the place to kind of just spend time, hang out talk to people between that and the barbershop. We would stop into the barbershop in downtown Randolph and talk to people. And that wasn't even my grandfather's barber. He went to a guy in Stoughton. But if he walked by, he would still stop in and talk to people and spend a few minutes. And you don't have that kind of atmosphere anymore except in a place like New Bedford's North End or in the South End where you have these businesses where they've been around for a long time, they serve the community, and people know and trust those folks, and it becomes kind of a, a gathering point. And I think that's what, you know, when Therese was talking to me before, when they were going to be closing down and moving on and the store would be closed for good, that was something that she spoke about, was losing that connection to the community and connection for the community. Now it will continue on. And Manny said it was a great feeling to be able to tell people as they were coming in on Saturday and they thought it was the last day and they're like, wait, who are you? And then he gets to say, we're staying open. I'm the new owner. We'll be open for the, for the future and come on back. And he said people's faces were, were lighting up and so excited to know that they could continue to go to Barassa Hardware. So 
just a great ending for that story and then a new beginning as well. And looking forward to see, seeing the next 100 years of Barassa Hardware. 508-996-0500. That's our number to call in and share whatever is on your mind. You can also call, uh, you can also, sorry, text in using app chat on the WBSM app. And you can use the voicemail feature on the WBSM app. Today, of course, is Martin Luther King Day. Yesterday was the Martin Luther King festivities in New Bedford, but there are other things that are happening all around the South Coast this morning. There is still, for those of you who are interested, uh, maybe you are a high school student thinking about where you're going to go to college. They're having the HBCU College Fair today at the Andrea McCoy Rec Center. And if you want to go and take part now, they did want you to register at Zyterian.org. But I think you could probably still, you know, if you were interested in going, you can probably still jump on there and register now at Zyterian.org. Or you can probably show up to the McCoy Rec Center and just wait and see if there's a chance for you to get in. It's happening today from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Your chance to connect with HBCU graduates, to learn about scholarships, and experience HBCU culture with the cast of Drumline Live. So that's happening from 11 to 2 at the McCoy Rec Center. If you want to try to get in there, even if you haven't pre-registered, they did have some spots available as of this weekend. I don't know if those have filled up, but depending on how big the crowd is at any given time, you might be able to get yourself in there a little bit. And of course, here, we will have conversation for you all day long. Uh, Jack Spillane will be in in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll turn on the light. We're going to talk. I know we talked about it with uh, Jim Phillips yesterday on Town Square Sunday, but I want to talk with him about his column on Herman Melville the statue announcement. We'll talk about that. I want to get his thoughts on the bridge design that's been announced by MassDOT for the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Being a vertical lift bridge. Still, we'll take your thoughts on that as well. And we'll catch up on all the South Coast news with Jack a little bit later on. And of course, he'll be in for me on Friday. I will be a be leaving right after the show on Thursday. I'm out through at least Monday, and then we'll see how quick my recovery is from surgery. From all accounts, I shouldn't be too limited in being able to come to work. It's just a matter of whatever after effects there are from the surgery. They're telling me they want me to get up and do things right away. I just can't lift anything heavy for about a month or a month and a half. But that's okay. Don't have to. Just got to carry in the laptop. It's only a couple pounds. So looking forward to getting this over with and done with and moving on. And hopefully they get all of it. And then we can not have to worry going forward. Just some, some regular checkups. Anyway, I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right. Well, we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment with Ariel. On the other side of that, we'll take your phone calls, 508-996-0500. You can also send in those app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. If you have not yet downloaded the app, I recommend that you do so. It's free. It's easy to use. You can get it from your app store. So if you have Apple, it's the app store. If you have a Google or 
uh, Android device. It is the Play Store. Just go in there, type in WBSM, and you're going to find the app. Download it, open it up. Super easy to use. And uh, if you ever have any issue getting it, you can always email me, Tim at WBSM.com. I'll send it directly right to you. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. Today is the first official day of voting in the 2024 election cycle as Iowa's caucuses get underway. At stake is who I... Iowa Republicans think is the best candidate to take on President Biden in November. Former President Trump is telling his Iowa supporters that the cold weather shouldn't stop them from caucusing for him today. Meteorologists warned of life-threatening conditions in Iowa as wind chill is projected to be as low as minus 40 degrees in areas. A woman and two children are dead after drowning in the Rio Grande. U.S. officials say the three of them died as they tried to cross the border from Mexico near Eagle Pass, Texas. Reporters are saying that Texas military officers prevented federal border officials from going to their aid and all three perished Friday evening. The principal who was wounded during a shooting at an Iowa high school earlier this month has died. According to a post on GoFundMe page to help with medical expenses, Perry High School principal Dan Marburger died Sunday morning. Marburger had been principal at the Des Moines area school for nearly three decades. There is no trading today as Wall Street is closed in observance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. When the holiday shortened trading week does kick off Tuesday, it will come on the heels of Friday's mixed close. And Oppenheimer is taking top honors at the 2024 Critics' Choice Awards. The film won eight trophies Sunday, including Best Picture, Best Director, Christopher Nolan, and Best Supporting Actor, Robert Downey Jr. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto and Dartmouth. The Bruins head coach is heading to a second straight All-Star game. Jim Montgomery has been invited to coach the Atlantic Division in next month's event in Toronto. This afternoon, Boston is entering their battle against the New Jersey Devils. The Patriots will hold a press conference on Wednesday afternoon to introduce their new head coach, Gerard Mayo. He was named the successor to Bill Bilicek after five seasons on the staff as a defensive assistant coach. And Celtics player Jalen Brown is listed on the injury report as questionable because of a right knee hyperextension. Tonight, the Celtics visit the Toronto Raptors. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Monday morning, everybody. It's cold outside. Bundle up. The temperature may read in the low 20s. Wind chill values in the teens as we head into the afternoon hour. Cold and dry conditions with a temperature climbing into the low 30s with mostly sunny skies. The normal high in the upper 30s. Overnight tonight, we could be seeing some light snow after midnight. Heading into tomorrow, we could be seeing one to three inches across the area and tapering off tomorrow night. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. 
Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. All alone in a time of need. Because he's racing. And welcome back in 508 996 0500. You can also send an app chat messages, open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And, of course, uh, we started off the program with the great news that Barassa Hardware will continue on under new ownership. Another family, the Andrade family, taking it over. And this is the kind of ending you want to have for a story like this. First of all, it's great that someone came in kind of at the last moment and said, no, no, I want to keep it open. But also that it was, by all accounts, the right person and the right approach and the right idea behind it. Keeping it a family-run, community-oriented hardware store. Also, Manny Andrade is a success story of someone who came from Cape Verde and bought a business and made that successful and now is able to, to buy another location. And I asked him, I said, do you, you, know, do you plan on buying more local stores like this and you know he said you know well we'll see you know two two is you know got my hands full but i got the sense that he is somebody who doesn't shy away from from the work and that he loves being able to to serve the community so stop on by and see him even if you don't usually shop there he's going to be there all week and i meant to mention this earlier uh of course the f- shelves are pretty bare right now because they had a going out of sale going out of business sale as he was coming in and deciding to buy the place. So he said he's going to be getting a delivery on Tuesday and having some folks come in and help stock the shelves so that by Friday it should really look like, you know, a fully restocked and and reopened store once again. But for now they still have, you know, some items on the shelf. So feel free to stop in and and say hi to him over there uh, if you would like to do so. Also, speaking of businesses... We got some interesting business news on Friday that the long-awaited new addition to the Rhode Island fast food scene was finally ready to open, Uh, that being the Raising Cane's location in Johnston, Rhode Island, is going to open on Wednesday. Now, a lot of you are thinking to yourself, well, that's kind of a hike. Johnston from New Bedford, it's, I don't know, like an hour, hour and a half. Like, that's kind of a hike. And so are all the other Raising Cane's locations. The only one that I've been to is in Marlboro. When I went for Terracon this past September, one of the nights that I was leaving, I think it was Friday night, Friday or Saturday, I forget which night, I was, I hadn't eaten and I was hungry. And I said, well, I've never tried a Raisin Cane's. Let me try that. Going to be honest with you, I wasn't that impressed. I didn't finish my meal. I think I brought it in here and, and let everybody else try it. 
they only do one thing there, chicken fingers. Now, some people say they're the best chicken fingers they've ever had in their life. I didn't find them all that great. They were, they were okay. They were good. But they felt like heavy to me. The biscuit was tasty. Uh, I forget what I got for a side. But that's their whole model is these boxes with chicken fingers and a side and a biscuit and their cane sauce, which people apparently go crazy for. In that announcement that the Johnston store would be opening this Wednesday, they also had a bit of an update about the Seekonk store. So they will have one opening in Seekonk in, in March. I believe March 5th was the date. So if you are someone who is either a fan of Raising Cane's because you've had it elsewhere or somebody who has always wanted to try it and you don't want to make the drive out to Johnston this week, You've only got to wait, really, like what, another six, seven weeks? And you can try it locally in Seekonk. So that'll be, that'll be coming up March, right around the corner. Isn't that weird to say? It's going to be March before you know it, but it's true. Today marks halfway through January. I'm still trying to remember to write the four for the year instead of the three. And we're halfway through January already. People are still saying Happy New Year. We're going to blink. It's going to be February. And then, as you know, being the shortest month, that flies by. Although we always say that. It's the shortest month by like two days. Although in this, in this case, this year, it's by one day. Because it's a leap year, so you're going to get the 29th. And I do have friends that actually have February 29th as their birthday. So happy fourth birthday. No, I'm just kidding. But so you're going to get a new fast food option if it's something that you're into. Again, not something that I really, I don't see myself going back there again. But if you have a kid in your family or a picky adult, you know how much they love chicken fingers. I mean, I don't dislike them. I get them at the bowling alley. I'll get the, uh, what do they call them there? The, the boneless tenders over at the 99 sometimes. I'm not anti-chicken finger. I just wasn't overly impressed with Raising Cane's, it felt very greasy to me. But maybe, maybe that was just an off day. Maybe I'll have to give them another shot. But I'm not really in a hurry for it. And of course, whenever we were talking about businesses opening or closing or places, we talked about this before last week with some of the eyesores, things that need to get replaced and moved around and uh, new businesses need to come in. We need to breathe new life into some spots. What always comes up? What do people want? A Trader Joe's. What did I say on Friday? Trader Joe's is not coming here. Whole Foods is not coming here. If they wanted to be here, they would be here already. If they thought that this was a viable market for them, they would already be here. But you can take some of that power into your own hands to try to get 
Trader Joe's to come here. We have an article at WBSM.com that explains how you can request a Trader Joe's to come here. It gives you all the steps and the process of how they make those determinations. So you can try. And maybe, maybe if a couple of hundred people request it for this area, maybe they'll think that that's viable enough to, to put a store in. But I don't know. If you leave the area, you know how when you're driving down the highway... And sometimes you look to the left or to the right and you see the, the shopping plazas that are in those areas. And like, oh, what's what's over there? What's a, I don't ever come up here. What's in that, in that plaza? You'll go to places where they have a Whole Foods, a Trader Joe's, maybe even both. You'll see them. And you think to yourself, well, why don't we have any of those near us? And I would say, do yourself a favor. To answer that question in your own mind, get off the highway, pull into the parking lot, take a look at how many cars are there. Take a look at what the lines are like in the store. And then tell me if you think that's what it would be like if it was here on the South Coast. And maybe, maybe in certain parts of the South Coast, it could be that way. But I don't know if you would have market basket-like numbers of people shopping at a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods. Would it be a nice alternative? Sure. Would, would, would there be people who would want to go there and, and get the type of product that they serve? Absolutely. Would it be enough to make it economically viable to stay in the area? I don't think so. If you put it maybe north, more north, where you're pulling in from, say, the Bridgewater area, perhaps. I don't know where the nearest one is north. I know there's a Trader Joe's on the Cape because I used to go there. I know there's a Whole Foods in Bellingham because I've gone into that one. I have a friend that lives out there, so I've been in that store because of that. But I don't know where the nearest ones are, honestly, outside of the Trader Joe's in the Cape. I know there's, there's one of them is at Patriot Place. I think it's Trader Joe's. But I just don't see those type of numbers of people shopping there coming from this area. But it's worth the shot. You've only got to go and fill out the request form. And it shouldn't be that hard to, to find. There's also a, a list gallery in that article of the most popular supermarkets in America. And taking a look at it, and that includes some convenience stores too. We do have some of the top ones. So check that out and see if your favorite is on there. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments.
welcome back in. 508-996-0500. You can also send in those app chats. Open line voicemails on the WBSM app. As I said earlier, Jack Blaine will join us in the 8 o'clock hour to turn on the light. We can talk about his column, which is a great read at newbedfordlight.org about Herman Melville and his contribution to the identity of New Bedford. And of course, last week, or actually the week before last, the city of New Bedford announced that it plans to construct a statue of Herman Melville, which uh, Jack thinks should be down in the area of the Siemens Bethel. I agree. Great spot for it. Um, But um, we'll talk more about what Melville means to the city. And as I was saying, you know, if, they've, if they want to give the new bridge that's coming a name, I would recommend the Melville Bridge. I think that that would be a good... I'd go for Herman Melville, Frederick Douglass. Don't name it after any local politicians or anything like that. I think one of those figures would make for a great bridge namesake. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning. Morning, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I'll comment on your, um, what you were just talking about there with Trader Joe's, Mm -hmm. Whole Foods and all that. Um, when, uh, we, we need to, we need to cater towards the demographic that's in New Bedford and down the South Coast. Um, it's, uh, it's, oh, hold on one second. Sorry. No, no problem. But that's, that's absolutely the the case. I think that's, that's why you're not going to see them come in here because we're not their demographic. Yeah, that's that's just. I mean, we're not we're we're not really okay. So we have we have um, uh, supermarkets in this area that that tend you know that cater towards those demographics. So price rate, for instance, is it, it dominates the South Coast, right? Market basket used to, you know, they used to be their slogan was more for your dollar. I mean, I really I don't really feel like it's more for your dollar anymore. I mean, especially with the way inflation took over, but. Um, it's 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 still there. Uh, stop and shops kind of falling off. If you really, I mean, if you really go there, you, you know, um, they they're getting uh, they're getting kind of pushed out by um, by market basket. Everywhere you go, you see a stop and shop. You got a market basket within a mile and a half, two miles uh, radius. And, know, and, so it's, and the stop and shops aren't nearly as busy as uh, as they used to be. I, I don't feel. No, 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 no. I, I I go to the stop and shop at the Haven sometimes. You know, if I'm running running late or whatever, and I got to grab something quick. I'll go there and, um, you know, to add to a meal or something. And I'll walk in and I'll, it's like a ghost town. It's like a go during the week. It's like a ghost. Town. I don't know how it is during the weekend, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But like, it, like I said, you'll, you'll never see a whole food. You'll never see a, uh, a Trader Joe's. Their prices are outrageous. If you've ever gone to the one down the Cape. Okay. I've been there a few times. Uh, it, it outrageous, outrageous. It won't survive in this area. That's why you don't say you don't ever see it here. It will never survive. Um, people will be interested the first couple of, you know, a couple months, people will go in, try it out. And then, you know, when they're spending two fifty at a market basket or one fifty at a market basket, you're going to spend three fifty four hundred at a, at a Trader Joe's for the same amount of groceries. Well, I think you know, what you might end up, name. right. Well, you might end up doing those. You might end up having like, you get some things at this store some things at that store. And by the time you're doing that, are you really saving any money going from store to store to store? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's crazy. But then you get you got to start factoring in the gas and everything else like that. So, but yeah, no, I just wanted to comment on that. I think, um, yeah, I, I know you'll never see one down here. So, I will say this though: uh, the Trader Joe's like dried fruits are some of the best snacks around, though. They're so good. 
Yeah, Market Basket's got some good ones, too. They have that, that shelf near the uh, produce aisle, uh, you know, that whole section down there. They got some pretty good stuff. I got some. I got a, a bag of nuts there. That was like one of the best bag of nuts that I've I've ever had. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got it on the clear, when it was on the clearance shelf. I don't know that I'd pay like seven or eight bucks for a bag of nuts otherwise. But yeah, no, that's crazy. All right, all right, Tim. Well, you have a good day. Take care. You too. And uh, we can take more of your calls five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But right now, I have to take uh, my final break of the hour. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, that's about going to finish things up for this hour, but coming up in the next hour, more with you, 508-996-0500. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light will join us. We'll be turning on the light, and of course, Jack is filling in for me on Friday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.